Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring! Hello and welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring, the show with me... Reese and Jesse and Jesse and Jesse and Jesse and Reese again. <laughs> so three Jesses and two Reeses equals a hell of a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but sadly, only two could turn up today, so yeah. less of a good time. Uh, hello, uh, we, we, we we if you've never listened to the show before, which is now a thing that we should talk about, apparently. Yeah. Um, you either will think this, this is, is great an or educational shit podcast. or somewhere in the middle. <laughs> this is not an educational <laughs> podcast. But it is about Canadian politics. And this is actually, this is a mind-blowing, kind of sad story. Oh, and God, I fucking hate when you do this to me. But um, there's is some it gory as well. The humour will come from how. No, it's not gory. Well, it is. <laughs> people do get hurt. So are we, people, are people, we doing video again? Is this in no, VR? No, this is not video. The, this ba- is the battery ran out. The battery. Okay. okay. Um, people will get hurt. There will be tears. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is a comedy show, so we'll we'll make fun we'll of people's misery. That's as we do. We'll navigate okay. it cautiously and look for. Let's both have a drink of water. I like water. There we go. All right. Did you know your body? Did you know your body is one hundred percent water? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I've heard in science school. Science school. Science club. (laughs) 
when I was a behind kid, the oak tree. When I was a kid, I used to be in a club called the Real Cool Cinema, the Real Cool Kids Cinema Club, and the Real Cool Kids Cinema Club, and in one of the old, old miners' institutes, which was basically um, the coal miners in Wales and across the UK would all pay a certain percentage of their wage towards building an institute. And in that institute, there would be like a theatre and a library and they would teach each other to read because a lot of them hadn't been to school and things. So, oh, that's actually really... This, this is cool. What? So this is really cool. So hold on. So the, the coal miners would... They'd start, they would start working... Traditionally, like before the 20th century, they, they started coal mining when they were kids. So a lot of the older miners didn't go to school to learn to read. But then they, they built these institutes where they could teach each other and have night classes and... And That's amazing. Like that, which is really cool. And and you would have theater, they would they would have theatrical groups and they would do right. like opera and it was kind of like cultural enrichment for people who didn't have access to but they all paid for it themselves at their own wages. And they still exist, the buildings, they're amazing. And they had a cinema in one of them. And I used to go there every Saturday morning with my uh, pocket money and I'd go and watch a film. Um, uh, the real cool cinema. Oh, it was actual <laughs> cinema. And that wasn't like just a projector in like an auditorium. Like they, they no, had no, a, it was like a theater. Some of them are like, this is one that I used to live down the road from one. And it was a full 1930s art deco what? cinema. It was incredible. Wow. And you had a club called the real cinema. The real, the cool. Oh my God. The, the real cool it? cinema kids. Real. I, but anyway, you had a membership <laughs> card and a man came on stage with a backwards cap and a sunglass and his name was Cool Dave. And he'd go, hey, kids. And it was basically like um, he would talk how he thinks, thought kids in the 90s wanted to hear cool people talking. Right. Kind of like a, imagine a British person trying to pretend they're uh, part of Run DMC. <laughs> Very much, but they've only ever heard of Run DMC. I've never listened to any of the music. <laughs> Who here's excited for to watch for, the what, Secret what? Garden? Saving <laughs> 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 Private Ryan. So all my all was, my point was all my all my science knowledge comes from that club as a kid. <laughs> I don't remember much of school, but I remember that's, every that, I that remember the entire the films story was about that's where you learned science was from the films that that cool day have decided to show you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, Ace Ventura. Very um, scientifically accurate. Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah. Well, I watched the sequel last night, by the way. It's very good. Is it? Bill and oh. Ted Face the Music. Yeah. It's, if you're a fan, it's a, it's a great, it's a great it. sequel. It's an unnecessary sequel because it just doesn't need to exist. But I'm glad it does. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't wrap up a story that wasn't like it was hanging open for 25 years or anything like that. The cliffhanger at the yeah, end of no. Bill and Ted's bogus journey <laughs> that I've been waiting all my life. <laughs> No, it's, it's a really fun movie, honestly. Uh, anyway, should we talk about Canadian politics? <laughs> I mean, we we so you often did learn, do. You learned about the Miners Institutes. That's cool. That's true. That was Welsh politics. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, it was. Was it polit- political? Yeah, it was. They were kind of part of the uh, left-wing labor right. movement, so technically it was. But Let's learn about this Canadian politics. We're getting dangerously close to politics. Let's talk about something else. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> This is this episode is. Have you ever heard of Winnipeg's Bloody Saturday? Oh God, no! Oh fuck! All right, no, I haven't. Uh, my my cool kids club was on Saturdays too. Same as Winnipeg's Bloody Saturday. Anyway, so this is gonna be depressing. Uh, so the Winnipeg general strike. Have you heard of that? No. Have you heard of Winnipeg? <laughs> yes. Okay. Cool. Good. And the word strike. <laughs> you put them together. Um. Of 1919 was one of the most famous and influential strikes in Canadian history. So basically, for, for 
30,000 people went on strike from across all industries and jobs wow. in job Winnipeg. descriptions in Winnipeg. For, Which for, is a lot of people in 1919. Yeah. Uh, for six in weeks. Canada. For six weeks over the summer. For what? What was the purpose of the strike? Well, because they were unhappy with the way that, um, with with the con- like living conditions, with uh, inequality in society. There, this isn't this isn't like a specific company. This is multiple companies. This was everyone, or multiple, just everyone, multiple employees everyone was, in multiple companies. Yeah, everyone was pissed off with just the way things were going. Well, who in are the they, city. Who are they pissed off with? The kind of the ruling elite and all the business owners and politicians. So I'm a little I'm, I'm a little confused. So like this, a general strike, strike is where everyone out of solidarity says, "Yeah, fuck this. I'm not going to work." Okay, so it's not about the yeah. specific company they work for. No, no, it's no. It's just like this is shit. You're all rich. We're not. No, I'm just going to stop doing anything. So it's kind of like a workforce, a work labor camp sort of scenario. Or no, no. Every it was just a city. It was the third at the time. It was the third largest city in Canada. Wow. Um, but it obviously is quite isolated. Right. You know, it's quite far away from everything. Especially <coughs> then, it was harder. Yeah. Tell me about the strike. I don't. Really so, <laughs> so the, and, like, and why were they striking? There were lots. Was basically, they were um, social inequality. Um, impoverishment with the working class. So they bad quality living accommodation mixed with low wages, low quality food. Um, wages were low, prices were rising, um, employment was unstable. Um, there was a lot of discrimination against new immigrants. So um, who, housing who, and also health, apparently, uh, just just um, healthcare was just almost non-existent if so, you're poor as well. With the exception of healthcare, what, like... I guess my question, I don't know a ton about uh, economics, to be fair, but like, who were they striking against? It just sounds to me like a shitty scenario that just kind of, you know, kind of happens. Well, that's the thing with the general strike. <laughs> Is there, was there a person in charge who, who could fix this? Like, Well, it was a systematic thing. So general strikes, I think tend to be when everyone is like, this system is rigged against us. We're, we're, there's nothing we can do about this. And somehow everyone decides to unite at the same time. I've never time. heard of that before. That's interesting. A general strike is amazing because you just stop everything and the people at the top shit their pants because <laughs> they're like, it's like, you know the film Bugs Life where the bugs finally realize? I love, realize bugs, I love they, that movie. Yeah. It's basically Bugs Life. I'm going to go home and watch Bugs Life yeah, after yeah. this. So yeah. a general strike is Bugs Life where the ants realize that there's way more of them than the the lo- uh, the crickets. What are they? Crickets. Um, and the, if they just... Grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. grasshoppers and if they just stop listening, then the grasshoppers are actually massively exposed and the minority. Right. So a general strike is that. Oh, God, I sound very left wing. If you all just stop working... <laughs> Scare the shit out of you. Are, the, you are the yeah, foreign yeah. leftist. I know, foreign leftist. So imagine Bugs Life, Bugs Life, but in the early twentieth uh, century. Um, and uh, so yeah, so thirty thousand, basically, um, private public sep public sector. Um, it didn't really matter. It was almost the entire working population. Wow, just stop working altogether. They so it wasn't. It wasn't about any one person's decision-making process. It was just about the fact that, like, our living scenario fucking sucks and none of it, we're just going to stop working until people in power above us do something to fix this. Yes. But the right, the, everyone agreed, everyone working, including the police. The police, but the, the actual... The, the, the police stroke? Stroke. The, stroke as well. Yep, that's, I'm going to use that as thing. Is when you it's striked? Stroke? The, the, the stricken? Went on strike. Striked. <laughs> I like stroke. The, 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 the police, they voted for the police to stay on duty. 
because they were like, well, we, even though everyone's striking, we, the strikers, think the police should remain on duty to keep order. In case we get out of hand as No, no, strikers. just because they thought it was probably a good idea for the police not <laughs> as to... strickeners? I guess it's a prevention to, like, loot in if, if everyone sure. should. And then the other thing was uh, the waterworks. People at the waterworks said, we'll stay at work in because people need water. Right. Oh, that's cool. All so right. um, Sounds organized. So the first to leave work at 7 a.m. So this happened, what was the day that happened on? Uh, May the 15th. So 7 a.m., the telephone operators or the hello girls, the people who used to go, hello, who do you like to speak to? And the old fashioned Hello girls? Yeah. The, you sounds, the phone. It sounds dirty. It does. But it was just genuine, generally at the time women did hello. that job. Hello. Hello girls. Um, they went on strike first, which basically meant the phone network went down. Oh, yeah. all right. Um, uh, and, on, and then on that day as well, uh, soldiers, veterans of World War One, basically announced their support of the, the strike. Um, and uh, apparently the, the atmosphere was festive and the belief in ultimate victory strong. So it was very chilled. Um, the only thing at the time, the strike bulletin, which was a newspaper that was published to keep everyone informed on how the strike was going, said amazing. the only thing workers have to do to win this strike is do nothing. Just eat, sleep, play, love, laugh, look at the sun. Our cons- our fight consists... Until the food runs out well, and the power runs out. <laughs> and- <laughs> but our fight consists of doing no fighting. That was their attitude was if we just stop, they have to listen to us. They have to improve things. It's the entire town. Yeah, the whole everyone, everyone working. What so, town was it? Was it a town? It was a city. It was Winnipeg. Was, we're talking about Winnipeg, at the time, right, the yeah. third largest city in Canada. Right, right. Okay. So imagine you that. Told if, me that. Imagine I if totally everyone forgot it. But, it <laughs> but again, they were just like, well, not quite like Bugs Life. There wasn't like a, a circus of right. exotic <laughs> bugs involved. But um, it, it doesn't <laughs> match. It's a, it's a good allegory, but it's not a, right. an exact match. So thirty thousand people in Winnipeg in. 1919? So they built a giant bird out of twigs to scare them. (laughs) (laughs) So 30,000 people, the entire working population. Um, So what happened was the city's elite were not happy, as you can imagine. They stopped making money and nobody gave a shit anymore. And uh, if everyone collectively, collectively stops giving a shit, then the whole structure of society falls apart. Or it gets better. Depending on your viewpoint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it falls apart as we know. I it. mean, 30,000 people yeah. were instructed to play, eat, and sleep for until things got even better. And win the that, fight like, by not fighting. That's great. <laughs> right, yeah. Hold your horses and pull your carriage to the side of the road. Another important message is coming up now. So the uh, what happened was the they initiated nighttime raids and the arrests of people who'd organized this general strike. They did what? Nighttime raids. Of who organized homes. this? The people who'd organized and were printing the newspaper and were like had got behind getting the whole city to shut down. They arrested them. Um, no, who? So like the people in power organized nighttime raids. Yes, on the people who are organizing the riots. Yeah, organizing the, 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 the not strike. Riots, the strike. Yeah. 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 So basically, they, they decided to try and decapitate the organization that organized the. Well, general what, did, strike. what was their plan? Arrest them. Just a, yeah. Okay. So the so the in the middle of the night though. In the middle of the night. Why? Because everyone's night? asleep. I guess. You're not expecting it. You're not ready for it. <laughs> you know, I, I I sleep with my eyes open and I hold and I hold a samurai sword, so I'd be ready for them. No one expects the Winnipeg Inquisition. <laughs> Exactly. Right. By the way, I don't sleep with my eyes open, and I don't own a samurai. <laughs> That's just weird. I don't know why I glossed over that. I know. <laughs> just because Jesse didn't. I thought you were too afraid. 
Did he bring the sword to work? Um, so the the protest, the basically the strike, <sighs> the people on strike decided to have a silent parade in front of the city hall to protest the arrests. But the 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 leaders who got out on bail said don't because they didn't want things to turn nasty. They were trying to keep the tensions low and everyone just stopped doing anything. But on June the 21st at 2.30, a crowd of 6,000 people headed towards City Hall and Mayor Charles Gray came out and said to them um, that civic authorities had absolutely committed themselves to, to the breaking up of any demonstrations, adding that women taking part in the parade do so at their own risk. That sounds, that sounds threatening. And you better look out, women. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. You cracking your knuckles as part of the demonstration? No, I just cracking my, my knuckles. Need you to better crack look it. out. <laughs> better look out, women. There's a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Try and stop me if there's a riot. Um, so I, I think he was basically saying that they'll beat women as much as they'll beat men. So it was a kind of sexual equality, I guess. I a very early form of sexual equality. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> So uh, around the same time as he was berating the crowd, a streetcar was running along the main street there and was surrounded by the crowd. Uh, and the car was being run by replacement workers who were basically uh, there to... Oh, scabs. Yeah, scabs. And they uh, they rocked the car from side to side. They were unable to tip it over entirely, but they smashed the windows, climbed inside, climbed inside and slashed the seats to set on fire. And there's a picture. There's a picture of them rocking a oh, very wow. heavy looking car oh my god so interesting yeah um so the northwest mounted police headquarters uh, requested emergency assistance um so what happened was they turned up and they arrived with uh, horses and clubs who was this again uh the northwest mounted police okay Horses um, and clubs. Horses and clubs. That sounds fun. So they, they they charged the crowd, knocking people down, forcing them off the street, and battered them with clubs. Uh, and the crowd started to fight back, so they threw rocks and bricks, and the parade then technically became a riot. I guess right. it was a riot when they set fire to a thing, but yeah, yeah. Um, Jesus. So this so, all could have been a, this all could have been avoided if they had just stayed home and. Well, yeah. So, Slept and ate and what, hung out in the sun. What do you think happens when you throw rocks at Mounties in 1919? Same thing that happens when you throw rocks at Mounties in 2021. Yeah, they, they pull their pistols <laughs> and they, they shoot at you. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so they, no, they kicked their horses into full gallop and charged while firing their pistols into the mob. Jesus Christ. Uh, and two bullets went through the legs of uh, Steve um, Sevenabowicz who died two days later of gangrene. Oh my God, that's horrible. Uh, and the police continued their charge, circling the block and uh, containing City Hall. They, they were just firing guns. Um, uh, and a guy came named Mike uh, Sokolowski uh, dropped dead. He was shot straight through the heart. Uh, again, I, based on these names, you can tell they were recent immigrants from uh, Eastern Europe. So. I'm, betting, I'm betting the the trolley wasn't like... I. That's, it sounds to me like... Uh, if the trolley bringing in replacement workers happened at the same time that this riot was going on. Well, it was a silent parade at first. It was supposed to be a peaceful protest. Oh, was it? Because it sounds like it's too coincidental timing, like like the silent parade in and quotes then police- was happening because people yeah. knew that the replacement workers were coming in that day to, yeah. so that they could prevent it from happening. Yeah. And then just around the corner, armed police on horses are waiting to. And also, they then, um, uh, they cornered, 
into an alleyway, uh, a bunch of the protesters, and they had 200 club-wielding specials on foot. What? Um, and they basically, basically afterwards became referred to as Hell's Alley, so they basically just beat the shit out of everyone. They had 200 they cornered them armed specials who are basically special officers, not full police officers. They're kind of volunteers. Vol- people volunteering to beat the shit out of rioters. This yeah. Is- yeah. But I, mean, I think the general strike probably scared a lot of people, especially if you were benefiting from the structure that other people felt was unfair, then you'd probably pick up a club to go, I want to be upper middle class. I, I, I guess that's... <laughs> or middle middle class. Or even lower middle class. Um <laughs> So they were trapped. Yeah, they were trapped in the alleyway and just beaten mercilessly. Um, fun. By fun, six fun story. By six pm. <laughs> by six pm, the military turned up uh, from Fort Osborne barracks with bayonets, rifles, and machine guns mounted on the back of Jesus vehicles Christ. to take control of the streets. And, machine guns. And Winnipeg fell under brief military rule. Uh, for the first time in 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 history, that uh, a Canadian city was run by overtaken and run by the military. Holy fuck! Um, and then the 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 strike. They decided to end the strike because obviously they had machine. Guns. They turned it with machine guns. Yeah, so like okay. You, you want to change society? Well, we've got machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and they they basically agreed. They didn't fire the machine guns on anybody, did they? No, but you just turn up. You've already shot people. If right. You turn up, they've the already set guns, a precedent yeah. that we're willing to shoot you, and then you turn up with a gun that can shoot lots of you. Right. Um, it's disturbing as fuck. Yeah. Um, so they agreed to go dark, dark history of Winnipeg. And the worst part is when they decided to go back to work, some people refused to rehire the people who were on strike, make it, um, they couldn't get a job in the city anymore. They were, they were stripped. They They brought in more more replacements. There were people waiting for those jobs from other places. Um, and a lot of them lost their, any kind of standing they had in the companies as managers or, or, and they had to start back again at the bottom at the lowest wage as well. Wow. Um, and, uh, they all, they were allowed to, they were allowed to get their jobs back if they signed an anti-strike loyalty pledge as well. Wow. Um, and the critics That's called it probably illegal today. Well, they guessing. called it. It was technically called the slave pact because it essentially meant you were signing up to agree and to have a job in return for a job with no rights. Right. Um, and it remained uh, there f- until 1930. That pact. So people wow. were bound by that for almost a decade That's or over insane. a decade. So um, yeah. Wow. Uh, so that's how. That's like Bugs Life, except in the end, the grasshoppers. Won. The grasshoppers won. They just smashed Flick's face to pieces. With the grasshoppers feet. showed up with machine guns. They did. That'd be a dramatically different Pixar film. Just exactly. So the bad guys won in that one. Um, well, this is depressing. And uh, workers' rights were actually further diminished rather than in. But thanks for sharing. <clears throat> I guess uh-huh. if you're interested on going on a general strike, um, uh, it's probably best to make sure there's more than just you involved. Right. And because technically that means you're just not doing your job just, anymore. <laughs> it's just, you're just quitting, yeah. really, honestly. But nobody ever really talks about general strikes because... They, I've never heard of the general strike before. That's fascinating. Because they're honestly. terrifying to people who to people who uh, think that there's mean, that meaningful change has to come out of a particular way. If everybody just stopped doing everything... Well, I mean, it's interesting the, because, like... Yeah. It, it just, it, like, I don't have the answers, but it does show that there are flaws in the system, right? Like, if if an entire infrastructure can be um, created where the people, the workers themselves are are poor, basically, and, and, and their only option is to strike, and the 
the owners of the city, the workers, the not not the workers, but the owners of the companies, the owners of the city, they're like, fuck it, whatever. Let's just bring in other workers. We don't give two flying fucks about these people. What are the like? It's it's a, it's a domino effect, right? They're like, shit. Our peaceful protest is not working. We have to now try to knock over this trolley train for exactly. displacement workers, and it just keeps escalating. It's like, oh yeah, shit, yeah. they're knocking over a trolley. Let's bring in fucking machine guns on horses or something. Was that it? That's not. But, but all it shows you though is that the people were unwilling to even have a conversation to go. Well, hang on. These are our neighbors. We right. live in this city, which is quite far away from everything else. Right. Um, these are our neighbors. These our children could get married in the future. We, we're we're in this. This is a society that we're building together. Rather than speak to them and see if we, we can find things we can do to make their lives a little bit better, mm-hmm. some 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 incentives of maybe we'll increase wages. Maybe we'll build some new houses somewhere that are nicer. Maybe we'll try and uh, here you are, Reese, bringing things back it, to being civil again. But, Jesus. but rather than that, they just wanted to shoot them <laughs> and intimidate them with machine guns, <laughs> and then and then. De- Demoralize them further. That was right. that was the answer. Was like, no, no, we're not even going to don't even negotiate with you. This is the old. We don't negotiate with terrorists. We don't negotiate with poor workers who are who want better wages. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. We don't negotiate with the desperate. We I'm shoot desolate. Yeah, we shoot you. It's That's fine. depressing as fuck, Reese. Thanks for that story. That's great. That's uh, good. I so I, I want I want to encourage. Uh, more general strikes. And uh, imagine if we had a. Well, we kind of had a COVID general strike, but nobody had a choice. But it gives you an idea of what if you a can COVID general strike. Well, everyone, no one, was, no one was able to do their jobs. Oh, right. so it was kind of you've already got a taste. <laughs> it was for an it. involuntary strike. It was an involuntary yeah. strike, exactly. <laughs> so now that you've got a taste for it, <laughs> it's a great way to get things happening. Either it'll go either two ways. It'll work, or you'll get intimidated and maybe shot. That's the uh, the way they tend to go. That's great. Thank you for that. That's been just <laughs> this has just been a hilarious episode once again in the. Thanks. No problem. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, and they say nothing ever happens in Winnipeg. That's, I don't know that, who they that are, is but they're full they of say. shit. Yeah, that's what they they're say. Full of shit. When people say, "Have you been to Winnipeg?" The typical answer is no. Nothing go, ever happens in Winnipeg. <laughs> uh, if, now, if anybody says you've ever been to Winnipeg, you go, "You mean the Winnipeg with the famous 1919 general strike?" And they go, "Yeah, that one." No, I haven't been. There. <laughs> That's how I'll answer it. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Have you ever heard of Winnipeg? Yes. I've heard of the general strike, strike of 1919. With the, the machine guns on horseback. Yeah. And also yeah. it was the central nexus point of the American invasion plan, if you remember back to the true. War Plan Red episode. Yep, because that was good. Because it's where all the train lines meet and there was a Boston pizza. If, you remember, if I remember correctly. You are absolutely remembering accurately. Yeah. <laughs> all you've on, a, all on like Wikipedia. A, a mind like a steel trap race. All on Wikipedia. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for listening about Man- Manitoba, Winnipeg. Um, Winnipeg. Reese does more research than just Wikipedia. That's his joke. It's his little joke, by the way. I think. <laughs> Do you do more than just Wikipedia? He's looking back and forth sheepishly. <laughs> Like, don't talk about the nuclear bomb in Alberta. Shh. No, um, I, I do. I do. Sometimes it's a good starting point because they link to external articles right. by more reputable sources. So, you, I, I think it's valid to, to reference Winnipeg. Sure. Uh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah, let's reference Winnipeg. Thanks. Win- Winnipegopedia. Um, Someone make a wicket. Oh, uh, please, someone make Winnipegopedia. a Winnipegopedia. Winnipegopedia? Yeah. Is it everything a you need to know about Winnipeg? Yeah, a Wikipedia about Winnipeg. <laughs> and only Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, any, my, any links that go out to like references outside of Winnebago are automatically deleted. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's just, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, um, I think everyone should go to our Instagram feed. Do you know what I posted? This, I posted, today's this call, is today's call, call action. I was sat at my desk in work and I could do this. No, he's outside. Oh, I saw that. And there was video. a raven. Yeah, just standing on your, your. Staring at me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die <laughs> so at some point. There's an omen. So, so is that uh, what that means? So. Yeah. So if. Um, Did you hear three, if I die, three slow knocks? The death knocks? Nobody was screaming at me. And uh, I don't speak raven because my father wasn't Bigfoot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but it turns out that um, it flew away then as I approached it. And I caught it all on camera. So if you, can, that, if you yeah. want to see the omen of my death. Then uh, go on Instagram. Come on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, Canadian politics is boring. Instagram. And there if you've you go. got an omen of your death, share it with us. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's we we enjoy those emails. I love omens yeah. of death. Canadian politics is boring at gmail.com. Send us your videos of omens of death. Yay! And we'll share them on Instagram. Thanks. Ah. ah, well, that was a depressing episode. Thanks so much for educating me about. Uh, no, but it was an important one. Sure. <laughs> it was another. It was another. You know, life imitating art or whatever the quote was. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.